Welcome back to the Bros Take podcast for a review on round seven and preview on round eight. Uh, touching on round seven quickly first, we had the Dolphins and Rabbits. Rabbits got the win 36-14 on Thursday night. Did you catch much of this game? Yeah, pretty much all of it. I missed the first 15, 20 minutes and then after that caught the rest. Um Looked the like, looked to dislike from both teams. Um, obviously, South sort of ran in some real quick tries a couple moments of that game. But apart from that, it was pretty impressive from the Dolphins, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, um, I thought the Dolphins started pretty well. You said you missed the start, but I thought um, uh, Cody Nicarima and Joe Marshall King brought a lot of like energy to start the game and yeah, like you said, Roberts. I think I think they got three late tries with Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich in the bin. Um, but yeah, like like the score line reflects like yeah, Gay Roberts had a dominant game. You expect that, but um, it was a lot closer. I think even Hammer dropped a couple um of high balls near the end of the first half, and Roberts got a couple of tries to um sort of get the lead as well. So. Yeah, good, good and bad out of both. Um, obviously, Rabbit's a bit of a slow start, but um, I think, I think after half time they really kicked in the gear. And um, what Cody Walker got that lucky try that probably shouldn't have been a try with um, who was it? Uh, Jennings, I think. What was it, Jennings or? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Um, one of them um was out when it hit him or something like that, but. They got the try. And what what do you think of Campbell Graham's try? It was a bit of a controversy with the sort of push in the back, but it wasn't really a push. What, what was your thoughts on it? I honestly didn't mind it. Um, I don't know. I might be a little bit biased being South supporter, but he was contesting the ball the whole time. He, he had his eyes on the ball the whole time while I was in the air. So he didn't see whoever was in front of him. He was just running at it. Um, I sort of like. That, that to me looks like a bit more of a common sense call where, I don't know, maybe in the past balls like that might be a bit, I don't know, they might go the other way. Yeah, I think I think obviously he had eyes on the ball the whole time, which helped him. And like he wasn't, he didn't look down, push the player and then run again. And I think the push, it wasn't like he didn't extend his arms and push him out. It was sort of just like more of a, he was running and he sort of braced himself when he felt the player and sort of kept running through him sort of thing more than a push. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think it was okay. Like, yeah, like you, there's some pretty obvious ones that you can see, but I think that one, I think it was just bad because obviously I can't even think who the player was, but he didn't get the opportunity to even attempt. Well, I think it was him making, but he didn't even get the opportunity to catch the ball. But yeah, I think, yeah it's a, it wasn't an extended push. It was sort of this shoulder to shoulder and he bumped him off as he was running through him. So I'm happy with that one. Um, did you see um, Kenny Bromwich taking out Tony Bill? Yeah, that looked really bad on the first view, yeah. like live. And then in the replay, I don't know, probably, I don't know if it looked worse because it was in slow-mo, but yeah, he, he, he copped him good. Um, it was obviously just... Total accident. I don't think he meant to do that at all. He just wanted to smash him, but yeah. he, he um he obviously fucked up. Um, I like that they didn't go too hard on him with the suspension either. I think that's how it should be. Like obviously it was just careless. Um, it wasn't on purpose. Um, Which is yeah. I'll put this to you. Do you think because obviously um, Felice Cafusi is like like you could to an extent you could say this is sort of pretty similar, like, with, like, like, fleeces, he just hit the player late and it wasn't that late and it was sort of, you know what I mean? Like, but this, like, he clearly took a guy out without the ball and high and he only got one week compared to three. Do you think, like, there's a bit of a, oh, I don't know, not common sense and not favouritism, like, you would never say that, but, like, Maybe they're because they're so depleted, so and they're like, "Fuck, we can't rule this guy out for so long." But yeah. it doesn't really make sense, eh? Yeah, I think um, if if like you showed 
someone both videos and went, all right, both from cop suspensions. How much do you reckon they copped? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, Kenny's one looks 10 times worse than Felice's. Felice's one looks so fucking piss weak. It just makes them look silly without what a large suspension they gave him. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I think it's stupid and it's so annoying. And like, we've seen so many worse ones come unpenalized the past like four weeks but you know it, it's annoying or all, all, all you can want is consistency and obviously it's not there but you know i think i think they're getting better with the grading i don't know yeah 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 definitely you don't want to see it happening but um it'll i think you only got one match and he took it didn't he Did yeah you? yeah well, i'm fine with that that's sweet you made a mistake you're out for a game well, he's, he's never done anything like that before. It's like he's not, yeah, uh, it was a complete accident. You can just, it, it was an obviously, obviously an accident, but obviously in this split moment he didn't he didn't think because you can clearly see, like, if, like, the player, you can clearly see he didn't have the ball and he just fucking still decided to take him <laughs> out. But, yeah, it was obviously an accident. But, yeah. All right, on to the second game. We had the Sharkies beat the Roosters 22-12. Um, Pretty sloppy game from both sides. Um, and I think it was only like the last 15, 10 minutes that Sharks, I think it was Nico went down the sideline and um, they scored a try and then ran away. Got another one with a play in the bin. Um, Roosters had a play in the bin near the end. But it was pretty sloppy. Both teams um, didn't start. Did you watch this one? Uh, bits and pieces, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sloppy to start. Both teams had errors and... I was, I, being a Chooks fan, I was quite happy being um, 12-8 in front at halftime. I don't know how <coughs> how Roosters held on just before halftime. I think the last five-minute Sharks were on attack. And honestly, I'm, I'm very surprised Roosters didn't have a guy simp in for um, um, like six to go. There was, I think there was, it might have been a penalty to get on an attack. And then there were like two six to goes, a penalty and like, Three more six to go. I was like, "Fuck it out!" And then, I okay. I I I think someone should have been sinned in then. But at half time, the ref told Tedesco. Oh, Tedesco, yeah, Tedesco was back. Um, Tedesco, if there's any six to goes or penalties on the line early in the second half, yeah, someone sitting someone down. How long do you think it should last? carry over like it's a completely new half and like they're all fresh what what if there's one in the six six minutes of the second half are you saying that's early like yeah um funny you bring this up because today i listened to james graham's podcast with bill harrigan and yeah it was a bloody good listen um one thing he mentioned throughout um was how he would sort of adjudicate games He'll go off the feel of a game. If, um, like, you know, he would mention things to players. If they keep on taking the piss, he's just going to penalise them and throw them in the bin. And um, yeah. I think maybe, obviously, the ref just in that game, he must have just got that feeling that they're taking the piss. So, yeah. um, you know, <clears throat> maybe he probably had one or two opportunities to do it and for whatever reason he didn't. Um, yeah, like, like so I listened to that as well, and he sort of said, like, like you don't go in it saying this player does his penalty, I'm going to penalise him. You sort of say, like, he, um, well, what he used to do was, like, sort of put his pride on the line, say, like, oh, are you, are you, um, are you not fit enough to make that extra meter, mate? Like, come on, like, I'll penalise you next time, shit like that. But he, he obviously knows, maybe, and maybe that's like, he was also saying, like, feel for the game, like, there might be a couple of 60 goes on the line that were sort of his arm just got stuck in the ball with or like in the play, like the attacking player's arm that was sort of a bit iffy, but it was way too long. So he had to give it, but it wasn't sort of his fault. I don't know if it was like that. I don't know if that's how they ref, like these refs ref, but I just, yeah, I honestly was very surprised no one got tuned in. But yeah, yeah, that was a good listener with um, the former ref. Yeah, something completely sort of out of the players sort of um realm 
Sister was that was a really good listen to. How how good was the one with um I think it was Des Hasler with the um putting <laughs> the he, he put it in, I think he said he put it in twice back then. It was you had to put it in the middle and he put it behind the second row's legs. He said if you do it again, I'll I'll bin you. And he apparently yeah, he turned around, looked at him, smiled and put it in between the back of the um second row's legs. <laughs> Yeah, oh, cheeky, hey. Yeah. Fucking cheeky. Um, that was a crack up. Yeah, um, Bo- I've never heard that story. Bozo telling him, fucking hope you get hit by a cement truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old days, yeah. eh? Yeah. Um, in Back in the Roosters Sharkies game, um, Nat Butcher's tackle on uh, the second row for Sharks, I don't know if you've seen it, but he, he, he classified as a crusher. Did you see it? Yeah. Look, I didn't think it was really that bad. Um, I think, honestly, it looked like he almost might have got a word in the ear from someone yeah, upstairs, sort of, to be honest. Well, it looked like when it – well, I think that's I think that's what a lot of people got to take in consideration as well. It's not the play uh, – it's not the rest on the field making these decisions, like – because a player stays down, he calls time, and then the bunker looks at it and tells the ref, yeah, like the ref's not watching the big screen and go, oh, I got that wrong, I'm giving a penalty now. He gets told what to do. But what's, what's he meant, Butcher meant to do? He, he, I honestly reckon he got shoved, like he got beaten. He fell off the shoulder and like he tried to grab him still and ended up on his legs. Like, and that was That was a really tough... Sitting in for years at that point. Yeah. And um, I can't remember who said it, but they said what's he meant to do? Literally just fall off the tackle and not make an effort to try and make the tackle. Like if he does that in video session, he's gonna get peppered by the coach because he like what do you mean? Like he has to obviously, yeah. I don't know what he's meant to do, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's did he cop a suspension at all for that? Yeah, one match. Oh. Actually, I think it might have been Billy Slater on um, the Sunday Footy Show with um, oh, Freddie like, and Andrew. Yeah, and um, the host, but he's Billy's showed, and it's like you give that a pen, like penalty in Sinbin, but he he showed like he reckons nearly seven. There's seven times a game the crush happens that doesn't get picked up. If he was like, if you watch it like closely. And there was one that he showed that was um, Daniel Tubo took a run, and it was such a clear tackle, uh, a crusher when they showed it. He literally uh, do you mean hip drop? The... Oh, yeah, hip drop, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a hip drop. I don't know if you see, did you see the replay? No, I didn't see this one. I, I didn't see it until, until that. But um, it's like, yeah, this, what, do you want the player to stay down to pick up on every single one? Like, if you're not going to be consistent, how is it fair to, for a player to stay down because Brute Nakura got up and played on. He didn't yeah, need to come off the field. He wasn't fucking obviously that injured. Oh yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. <laughs> um one thing I did miss that I picked up on later, Lindsay Collins, no try. Is that a try or no try? Oh uh, I no, I don't think I think it was short and I think Is it shorter than Brendan Smith's? I think it was short, but if it does, <laughs> I think I think Lindsay's was short, but if it got to the line, it would be a double movement. I think because it was short originally. Yeah, but I think Brandon Smith had to touch a bit of the line. I think it, it touched like two pieces of grass. I think that one. Yeah. Well, if if Brandon Smith was a try, then you can give Ronaldo's. Ronaldo's foot was as close as Brandon I reckon. But with actually Ronaldo's try, um. Will Will Kennedy caught the ball inside his player and ran around it, around his. I, I think it might have been the second row, around the second row, and then passed the cutout to um, uh, Ronaldo, who scored that try. And fucking no one even talked about it. I don't understand sometimes, and <laughs> I don't know. Like I honestly reckon every. I, I don't know if I said this, but every every try or. Say off a scrum, or every time you drop the ball or something, you should just captain challenge because I can guarantee the players are either offside, like nearly offside every time. Like there was a scrum 
I don't know what game it was in, but there was a scrum that a team dropped it off the scrum and they showed a replay from back with the scrum because it showed all where the players were at. And the players were all offside, but it was just like a job ball play on. I was like, surely the captain, like, is, I don't know. Obviously, they don't want to waste it, but surely you can just challenge nearly everything and um, you'll find something, like, the players offside, like, as simple as that. But I don't know. I don't know if, the, well, obviously you can't watch replays and stuff, but can the, if the try goes to the bunker and um, they video ref it, can the captain go and challenge something he sees in that? No, I doubt that. I don't think so. Yeah. Don't think so. Even, we'll get, I'll leave it to when we get to that game. Um, yeah. Sharks, what I think Sharks had Roosters' defense wasn't too bad in the second half. I thought Sharks had a lot of opportunities. Like Roosters were hopeless holding onto the ball. It did rain, but still, it's no excuse for professionals. But um, yeah, just Roosters have. Just Look, honestly, be- I think yeah, Roosters done really well to hold them to twenty two. That game could have been a fair yeah. bit more points on the board for the Sharkies. So um. There's anything yeah, you want to take out of that? There was two late tries in the last twelve minutes, and um, up until that point, years were still in it. So, yeah, I think the um, it was a very poor performance by Roosters. That to lose to ten against Sharks is a pretty good performance still. Um, but yeah, a lot to work on. All right, we'll move on to the second game. We had Manly beating Storm eighteen eight. Um, did you watch this one? Nah, I missed this one, and I honestly, yeah. I wish I watched it because it looked like it was a cracker. Yeah, I missed most of it as well, but I'd seen um, DCE and Tommy Trobich link up for the first try. It looked good to see Tommy back. He looked, what I've seen, the bits I've seen, he looked pretty um, pretty consistent and like being involved a lot more. I think the first couple of rounds you could, Clearly tell he was um sort of not gone hundred percent, but on Friday he looked like he was um having a real crack. So it was good for Manly. Um, Storm looked very clunky. I think it was just the fact that Munster at the back, obviously um Peasant came into six and sort of just got a bit found out with um a couple of the other inexperienced players in positions. Um, but yeah, Manly, Manly get the win. Do you have anything to say about this one? Um, no, look, I, I think, um, with how poor the Storm played, they still defended really, really well. Um, and it was just one of those crackers at Brookie. Yeah, I think it pissed down there as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, mainly, well, you'd think, I, the bits I'm, I watched, mainly pretty dominant, there was, Obviously, that massive hit on Justin Olam by um, <laughs> oh, who was it? Um, Josh Alawai and the Heme. Oh, how do you say his name? Hemaso. Oh, do you know how to pronounce his uh, name? Uh, yeah, the second row from yeah, yeah, Kalatu. Olawatu, that's it. Yeah, um, and Josh Alloway, did you see that hit? Yeah, he got crunched. Apparently, apparently they said before the game, um, when he gets the ball, we'll go after him, and they like sort of planned it as well. So um, it's mad. It's mad. It'll be the last person you want to target. Yeah, um, but yeah, mainly got the win. Bit of an upset of the round. Oh yeah, upset win. But um, there's a couple other cracker games as well. The Warriors got the win over the Cowboys, 22-14. What's going on with the Cowboys? They just can't find, can't click, can't they? Yeah. Look, I'd love to comment, but I haven't watched enough of their games to sort of tear them apart. Um, yeah, it's a bit surprising given how well they were last year. They just looked so slick last year. They looked impenetrable in defense and whenever they have the ball they just they're playing so fast they just look so good um i'm not too sure about yeah. this year um 
there was it was pretty well they were in it the whole game but it was just clunky and I think Warriors it Warriors didn't have their best performance either but they were able to get a lucky Dylan Walker got a lucky try and sort of um sealed it pretty late but yeah just I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys but yeah they're just not clicking at the moment well it's gonna make it even harder with um Jason Tamaroa out for I think four or six weeks as well um but yeah Move on to the next game. Nearly the upset of the, of the year so far. The Knights and Panthers. Panthers got the win 16-15. Um, Knights really showed up to perform, um, play in this game. I thought Panthers were going to dominate like most people. Um, Gamble got a... I think Gamble got the first penalty goal pretty late. Maybe, I don't know how long it was to go, but... Then um, Nathan Deary came down and kicked a penalty goal as well. The field goal? Oh, field goal, sorry. Did you see the one he got? No, no. I only seen Tyson Gamble's one, and that was a rooker of a kick. Um, yeah, it was out from the sideline sort of bit as well. Yeah. Sort of like Theory's one, oh, not as far, but like Theory's one against um, Para, I think, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so... Actually, Nathan Cleary missed one first, and then I think Gamble got the next, got it. But in the one he missed, um, Hastings was marker, and you can hear the ref clear as day call Hastings out. He's like, Hastings, like, he just calls Hastings, and, like, obviously when they call your name, you're out, like, offside or where. He ran and put pressure on, missed, and it was a 20-minute tap. And nothing came of it, and... (laughs) In a couple of these fan pages on Facebook, and a lot of the people was like, "How did no one else hear that Hastings got called out and nothing happened from it?" But you know, they they were good enough to get the win, so it sort of maybe dies it down a little bit. But the other one, when he kicked the field goal to tie it up at fifteen all, he kicked it, and it was I would say probably a second. It was definitely didn't have to do it. I think it was Lachlan Fitzgibbon just put his arm out and nearly like like basically coat hanging Nathan Cleary after he kicked it. <laughs> I, I honestly do not understand how that was not a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I, it makes you think sometimes what's going on. Is, did you see that or no? I didn't see it, but I, I know what you mean. There's sometimes in the heat of the moment, in these big crucial moments, the refs just put the whistle away and – Honestly, I prefer it that way. Um, I'll be biased when it's my team, when you want a penalty or something, but it's nice when a penalty doesn't ruin a game and it's just an easy kick for the win or something. Yeah, like, and he had tied it up with, the like, the field goal went through on the refs, like, yeah, sweet. And Nathan Cleary stayed down as well, and all the players rushed in and, like, sort of started a little push and shove. And the ref said, we're going back to kickoff. And Nathan Cleary was like, wait, what do you mean? He like took me out. Like, he took me out after I kicked the ball. And, like, got, he got him in the chest, but it was sort of like a coat hanger. And Cleary, like, full flipped nearly. <laughs> and, like, took him out. And, um, yeah, ref's like, oh, no, we're going back for kickoff. And Cleary's like, what do you mean? Like, how's that not a penalty? He's like, no, it's been cleared. We're going back for kickoff. That's what I don't understand. He's a captain. He clearly got taken out. Why didn't he challenge it? Surely, like, it was end of play. Why can't he challenge it that he feels like he got taken out? Yeah, uh, who knows? You should be able to. Be able to I, I imagine you can, but it just, it's just like, well, like, just fucking do it. Like, surely, it's, if it's, like, yes, I understand the ref not giving it straight away because he feels like he doesn't want to ruin the game and all that. But if he challenges it and it goes to the bunker and they're looking at it, like, surely you give a penalty then. Yeah. Especially with all this shit with the halves and protecting the halves. Like, fuck. (laughs) Some of it just doesn't make sense. But luckily they got the win and it didn't cost them the game, basically. But on to the next one. Um, We had the Titans and the Broncos. Broncos got the win 43-26. Did you watch any of this? Yeah, I caught the first half, had a quick glimpse with about 20 to go and thought, ooh, poor Titans. 
But um, yeah, time's gonna win this one. Come back and different game, eh? Yeah, look, Brisbane are really starting to look like a second half team this year, where they just can really start, you know, grind away first half, be down a try or whatever, and then second half really pour it on. And um, they sure did pour it on in the second half, five tries this week. But um, yeah. It's just, you know, disappointing for a Titans supporter. Um, they really yeah, look like they were in this game, but yeah, it'll go well. I think they'll. Uh, I don't know what the score was, but they were winning like pretty, pretty comfortably. And then was well, that try right on half time? Herbie got the uh, Campbell kicked it and. Herbie got the, the oh no, something mind the power got the deflection and passed to Herbie and he ran away to score on half time. Sort of was like, oh damn, he didn't need that. Still in the lead, but sort of just yeah. Then yeah, second half they just ran away, but Titans were never in it. But the big performance by um Mo Fodawaker, he played the whole four first half and then um they took him off and sort of went downhill. But good to see him playing back consistent footy. Hey. Yeah, he had a ripper of a first half. I think it was like a bit over 100 metres, um, ton of tackles, and he just kept on going. I think he even took like a little scoot there at the end of the first half too when you're thinking, far yeah. out, he's just going. Yeah, no, it was really good to see. Um, yeah, he'll If he keeps playing like that, he'll definitely be pushing for Queensland team from the origin. Um, yeah, Broncos just... Reese Walsh, man, the match I think he did get, but um, that second half I think he put on. Oh no, he only they only put him down for one try assist. I swear he had a couple, but um, he got a try as well. But um, yeah, Broncos too good. Broncos still on top of the ladder. It's another win. Um, but yeah, be interesting the next couple of weeks. Broncos are a couple of tough games, but Titans, yeah, just I don't know. Their defence didn't look too bad at the start, so hopefully they can sort of put it together for the second half as well and see how they go next week. Other game on Sunday, we had the Raiders beating Dragons 20-14. to 14. Do you watch any of this one? No, I didn't catch any of this one at all. And um, to be honest, I wasn't really planning to. I didn't have much interest in this game. Um, and I think it played out exactly how I thought. Was the two, yeah, two late tries, but up until then it was pretty sort of yeah. They were the winning, well, they were winning. I think I think it was pretty close, and then Hart and Young. No, it wasn't. I think yeah, Timiko scored, and then um, Hart and Young sort of did their one-on rake and ran the field and scored the match winner. It was eventually because um yeah, Targa Moga got a late try to um make it. Yeah, try difference. But yeah, goal kicking being the difference. Zachy Lomax missed all three kicks. Um, otherwise, it would have been tied. But Raiders hold on to get a good win. And in the last game of the round, we had Para and Doggies. Terrible news for Doggies, obviously, before the game with um, Kick out, torn his peck. So he's he's well, not gone for the year, but how, how long's peck? Um. Oh, with this one, it said it was like six to eight weeks, which is a little confusing because generally it's at least 10 to 12. So um, who knows? Maybe it wasn't as bad as some others, but um, it's oh, devastating for them considering how many injuries they got at the moment. They just can't catch a break. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too bad of a game the first sort of 20 minutes. It was nil all still, and then... um. Yeah, coming in the halftime, Parra got three quick tries to make it 16-0. And out of halftime, sort of stayed pretty close until Doggy scored and then sort of kicked Parra in the gear again. But um, you sort of expect that score line if Parra want to be a premiership threat this year. So, um, yeah, good to see that they're being able to form and click, click it on last week. And obviously the West Tigers had the bye last week getting two points. Uh, rounding up the 
what is it, the daily M's after seven rounds. Harry Green got no points, I believe. <coughs> I think he was on 20 last week still, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. I think he was on 20. But um, Payne and Reese Walsh picked up points. So Harry Grant, Payne Hass and Reese Walsh are all on 20 on the top with Nathan Cleary on 18 and Dylan Edwards and Sean Johnson on 17. That's the top of the daily end votes after, what, seven rounds leading to round eight. On Thursday night, we got the Rabbits and the Panthers grand final rematch. Um, wait, no, grand final rematch. That was two years ago, wasn't it? Or Yeah, two years ago. I fucking, I swear I seen the shorts. Um, I was watching this earlier on the NRL page and I swear they said grand final rematch on that as well. That's must oh, don't it, bring back the pain. Yeah. <laughs> um couple outs for either team. Um Keon Kolomatangi picked up a ankle injury, is it? Yeah, synesmosis. I think he's six to eight weeks away. Six to eight weeks. Oof. Um Michael Cheekham comes in to replace him. Uh Jai Arrow comes into starting I think he came off the bench last week. Well, he's a name, but he came off the bench, I'm pretty sure. Um, he actually brought a lot of energy off the bench last week, I thought. So, interesting to see how he starts the match. And Isaac Thompson comes in um, after he picked up an ankle injury, I think, possibly. Last, he had an injury. He was carrying an injury. Yeah, last- the week before with that um, hip drop. What was it, a hip drop? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's back into the side. And for Panthers, Liam Martin has picked up and um, re-aggravated his hamstring injury. Did they say how long he's back out, or they just said he's reacted? Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they've given it any um, number of weeks yet. How long? I dare say two to three weeks again. <laughs> At um, least, probably. And like, especially being re-aggravating, you probably give it a more, bit more. Yeah, Especially, that may even open up one of those second row spots for the Blues now. Yeah, that's what I was just getting at. Um, even even a hamstring, say if he comes back for a week or two weeks, maybe still a bit a bit risky putting him in an environment like that. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Scott Sorensen comes in to replace him, and I believe they're unchanged apart from that. I think Lindsay Smith just comes onto the bench. Uh, how do you see this game going? It's going to be a good game. Both sort of playing pretty good football at the moment. Panthers were a bit scratchy last week, but yeah. Yeah. Look, I'd love to back the uh, Rabbits, but for some reason, I uh, just like the Storm. Penrith seems to be our omen team, but we just can't get over. Um, I reckon it's probably going to be tight. I uh, dare say South might sort of. Forge a late comeback here, but I reckon Penrith are probably gonna probably gonna get over us by a try or two, I think, unfortunately. So are you tipping Panthers or Yeah. Yeah, we'll go Penrith. uh Penrith. Yeah, I'll go Panthers after a pretty disappointing performance last week. No disrespect to Knights, but I think they're a bit better than that. So I think Panthers will be bouncing back. And Friday night, we got Parramatta and Brisbane Broncos. Um, I believe the only change for the Parramatta is um, uh, Josh Hodgson comes back into the side, I think. And Braden Hands. I think Braden Hands um, started last week, didn't he? Um, Yeah, I believe so. Who did they have on the bench last week? That hooker. Uh, I'm not sure. Was Jake Arthur on the bench or? No, uh, I'm not too sure. I thought he was 18th. Um, no, they didn't have a hooker by the looks of it. I think maybe Bryce Cartwright no, might have filled in a bit. I don't know what they've done because Buckwood started. Madison went to second row and Cartwright just came off the bench. I'm not too sure. I can't, can't recall that game, but. And then I believe Broncos have 
Corey Oates coming back into the side after his broken jaw. What are your thoughts? Do you reckon he, he deserves just to get slot straight back in? Um, Look, um, who Jesse Arthurs, he's been yeah. playing pretty good, so I probably would. Um, but I think the whole back line is sort of pretty set. Pretty set, yeah. There's that they've got very handy replacements to back up, but um, I think unfortunately he's just the old man out. If any, if he's in our team, he'd probably get a starting spot. But yeah, I think that's. I suppose that is the team they started round one with, and um, I think it was round two he picked up the injury, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that broken jaw. That's obviously their team they've done most of the work with and they want. So if he's healthy, he gets first shot, obviously. And the other big in is Thomas Fagler comes back from a concussion last week, I'm pretty sure he... Oh, not last week, the week before. Um, I believe there are only two changes. And Kobe Havington stays on the bench with Key Long Patangi pushing to reserves. Um. This, this should actually be a good game. It would be a really good test for Parramatta to see. Um, they sort of had a couple of weaker teams the last two weeks to sort of get back in the winning circle. So it will be a good test for Parramatta to see how they go against Broncos. And it will be a good test for Broncos at the same time. How do you see this one going? Um, oh, look, I, I would not be surprised to see if he'll snag a win here. Um... I really think they probably need it more. And the Broncos, although they've been super flashy in moments, um, they have sort of shown a bit of an underbelly with their ball control. So um, I think their sort of goal on defence is really going to get tested this week. And if they're not up to it, I can see Eels sort of snagging a, a cheeky win here. Yeah. Eels. Yeah, I'm going to follow you. I can see Eels win this one as well in a close game, but I think I think the I think just the Parramatta have a lot of like big game players that sort of just show up. Like I can see Clint saving a lot of tries and just popping up and doing something crazy. Like a, yeah, I can just see something happening in this game for Parra. So I'm going to go Parra as well. In the next game we've got the Doggies taking on the Sharks. Like we touched on earlier, Doggies picked up a um, couple of more injuries in the game last week with Jacob Perez. I, I I haven't seen any um actual diagnosis or weeks, but he picked up a pretty nasty knee injury, it looked like. Eh? Yeah, I think it might have been an MCL. Um, hopefully it's not, you know, more than a month, but they can tend to be a little longer. Um, obviously with the fox going down the week before, that's just fuck. They need that like a hole in the head. But um, next man up, they're trying to build some strong culture out there. So they really got to yeah, and delve into that next man up mentality and stick together. Declan Casey comes in on the wing for Karaz, who has hasn't been playing too bad. Played pretty well in the trials as well. So. He gets a chance to prove himself, and Braden Burns comes into the on the wing on the other side with Jaden Ockenball back to the bench. Bit of a weird one, Ockenball. They've sort of thrown him around everywhere, eh? Well, yeah, him, yeah. He's certainly been a bit of a stopgap sort of solution for him, which they've needed. And um, yeah, I reckon, I reckon he hasn't been terrible. Um, he's yeah, doing a job. That's all he can be asked for at the moment. Yeah. Um, and Sharky's uh, unchanged from last week. Hard to see anything but a pretty dominant performance by Sharks in this one, eh? Yeah, look, I think... Um, I think this should be sort of... Not a thrashing, but Sharky's if they want to prove what they are capable of. This is the game to really put it together and look to sort of show everyone what they can do. Yeah, I think they're sort of building pretty nicely as well since Nico's been back. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a game that they have a pretty big performance in. 
All right, next one we got Cowboys at home taking on the Newcastle Knights. Cowboys need a big bounce back. Um, like you said before, Justin, uh, Jason Tamalolo's out. Um, Ruben Cotter goes to lock with – what was he playing? He was playing front row. Hey, Jordan McLean comes back in. That's right. Um, interesting bench. they got Tom Chester who was playing fullback um, while Drinkwaters was out. They're still pursuing with Granfall in, in that side. And then they got Mitch Dunn, who's been playing a bit of front row, but he's, I've always seen him as their second row. And then Jaden Tamula Brown. I just, it's, I just think they, especially with Tom Lowell out now, they sort of need some bigger bodies in the bench, I reckon, eh? Yeah, look, I thought um, this might have been another great game to bring in Riley Price and get him some more game experience. But. Um, I don't know. Look, things aren't exactly panning out the way that they would have liked and hoped so far. And maybe he's just tinkering with a few things and Same. going with the guys that have been there and done it. Yeah. Well, it's going to be another tough performance. Newcastle have proven a lot of people wrong and showed up, showed up last week. And I think the week before they drew against Manly. So, um, They've been perform- performing pretty well, and they add in Kalen Pongar's massive in, and Jacob Saifidi, and Tyson Gamble moves moves to the bench. So, uh, Knights have sort of been very surprising for me. Like they obviously picked up a couple of injuries early on. Now Jaden Braley suspension with Saifidi, but they've been keep showing up. How do you see this one going? Um. They've honestly surprised the shit out of me as well. They're playing like the way um, way you'd want your own team to play, just with a heap of heart. Um, <laughs> and they're just, you know, they're not flashy. They don't have a lot of their sort of – they've had a lot of injuries to especially some key players. But um, they're just – they make you really proud. Um I honestly, I, I see Knights winning this game and that last 20 minutes, they winning it, not convincingly, but I, I think they'll probably put it to bed by then. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, think, I, I, think, I just have not seen anything from the Cowboys that makes me think otherwise, to be honest. Yeah, you're sort of just expecting it from Cowboys, but this hasn't happened, eh? <laughs> then, yeah. Uh, Look, hopefully this is the round where they flick it on. And um, it's a real well, good game. Hope, I, I, I think this should be a good game. Yeah, hope, hopefully, hope, like, I hope Cowboys sort of get back in the year. But at the same time, the way the Knights are going, I'd love to see them have a good, solid performance win and get through on, on in, like with no injuries. Big one for Knights, Lachlan Miller. He surprised me the way he's been playing. I think he's up there in the daily envelopes as well. But he's been killing it at the back, sort of. Put all the Callum Ponga needs to stay at fullback can um, talk to bed basically. Obviously, Ponga's been out and hasn't been able to show what he's got at six, but they're yeah playing pretty well. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Knights as well in that game. On Sunday, we've got the Dolphins taking on the Titans. Um, Felice Kafusi comes back into the side, basically just. Switch with Kenny Bromwich. Um, I think that's the only change. I think that's the only change for um, the Dolphins. Titans have got a couple. Um, Aaron Shop. I didn't. I, didn't, I don't know what injury he picked up, but it's listed as an injury. Um, but he's out. So Sammy moves to centre, and Jojo Vafita comes on to the wing, and. Um, on the bench, we've got Thomas McHaley making his Titans debut. Titans look uh, well. Obviously, Aaron Clark plays through the middle, and um, Police Haas sort of a bit more of a second row, I think. Sort of look a little bit light in the on the bench to me. Um, obviously, if you look in the reserves, there's not any massive big names standing out, but the Joe Vanu, I think he's actually been playing quite well. I've never heard of him until this year, but he's he's 
had a pretty good impact off the bench. So I probably would have liked him to see him in the bench, but um, they're gone a different way at the moment. The other big one is AJ's named in reserves. Do we hope to see him back this week? Um, definitely yes. Um, I fucking love the watching plays. Just so electric. Um, but I, I, I almost want to be like, all right, if he's nearly ready, maybe let's just rest him one more week to make sure. Yeah, he's gonna be sweet. Um, considering the way Jaden Campbell's been playing, I don't think. Um, well, he's they, they're definitely two different sort of players, but. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's going to be the thing that sets the game apart. Yeah, like Campbell's been Campbell. Every time he touches the ball, he looks dangerous. He breaks a tackle or two, and he sort of looks like he makes a half break. But I think, I think they obviously they did at the start of the year and stuck with Cam, um, AJ. And if he's fit, I think he's got to be in there. The work he does for the Titans is goes on. Seen by a lot of people, but he does a lot of work behind. So I think, um, yeah, I think he will be a massive in. If he is, if he is in, do you see him slotting straight into fullback? Oh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he was playing fullback. Was he playing fullback or was he in the halves? No. Yeah, was, no, he was, he was yeah. a fullback with Campbell off the bench, and yeah. I assume that's what they'll do. And He's ready. Um, do you, and um, Leamington misses out. Uh, or what are you doing with your bench then? Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's tricky because well, Aaron Clark can play a sort of front row lock. Um, you sort of. Yeah, I assume that's how they want to use Hass as well. Kaylee's a front rower, so oh, look, probably probably drop Hass out, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Usually, I think I think I heard someone say, like, why would you name a guy? I think it was um Gus. Why would you name a guy in the reserves if he's not ready to play? So yeah, hopefully he's good to go and he can get out there. Just interesting to see what they do with their bench. Who do you see winning this game? Um, but honestly, I'll be happy with either of them, but I've got a feeling the Dolphins are probably going to get them here. Um, Titans are just a little too inconsistent at the moment. The first half last week I loved, uh, same as the Dolphins. Second half of last week, they just did not play sort of like a, I don't know, they this look like they're getting pulled apart. Yeah, Dolphins a little bit so much as well, but um, yeah. Look, I, I got a feeling off current form this year, I'd have to back with Dolphins. Yeah, I'm gonna go Titans. I think they've hopefully they've shown enough to me that I think they can beat Dolphins, but whether or not they can put it all together is a different question. But I'm gonna back them in. So I'm gonna go Titans. Uh, we got the West Tigers taking on Manly Sunday afternoon. Um, obviously, they had a bye last week, but Adam Dewey is out and um, Brendan, uh, Brett Naden is out as well. Interestingly, Dewey was obviously playing fullback um, in their last game. Um, Dane Laurie comes on to the interchanges 14, but is it Jumura Bula comes in to make his debut fullback for the Tigers? Yeah. To see what like is going on there. That confused the fuck out of me because Charlie Staines had probably one of the best games of his career at fullback yeah. against Para. And oh like after that game, I'm sure everybody would have thought, all right, they're gonna persist with him for the next six to eight weeks. And see what he see if he can you know reproduce that because that's what they needed someone to just fucking get the ball and run and he just he bring the ball back really well um and some of his touches on the edges were pretty good too um he was one of their sort of shining lights I thought so that's so confusing it's yeah. fucking 
Yeah. Blows me brain away. He, he seems to be a good young player. He's got a lot of energy, this Gulab, but yeah. He, yeah, like you said, even Charlie Staines, he had one of his best games at fullback and then back on the wing. Have Dane Lowry in your side as well, not at fullback. It's interesting one. Um, oh, Tommy Talau comes in on the bench. Another interesting one. It's sort of a centre. Don't know if he'll try playing a bit in the second row, but um, yeah, interesting one there. For Manly, um, what Ruben Garrett comes back in the wing for Raymond Timurgo. Um, I think he got a match suspension as well for his late hit. But um, yeah, Ruben Garrett comes back in. The other big one is Josh Schuster's been named at six this week. Sort of, it had to be a, a quad strain or something. Sure, you don't miss three games for a cork. Yeah, that sounded pretty, pretty hectic. But good to see he's back. Hopefully, um, hopefully he can string together a few games here. So I think Manly need it. Um, they had a great game last week, but they need to sort of really, hopefully, settle in on their combinations and get a lot of game time together. Yeah, the other big one is the second rower for Manly. Um, uh, you may know how to pronounce his name. Kilimar Tugtangi. Um, Kulagi. He came Kulagi, over from Tigers last year. Um, yeah. And if he, Ethan Bullmore comes in second row to replace him. And Samuel Femei comes onto the bench. I think he's a young hooker. So, um, yeah, again... Hard not to see anything but a mainly dominant performance in that one. What What about you? Yeah, look, I'm gonna. Oh, shit, I'm gonna back the Tigers here, eh? <laughs> I'm gonna back them just yeah. just off a cuff. All right, we'll see how we go on that one with Sunday, either. Um, Anzac Day on Tuesday, we got two matches. We got the. Annual Roosters versus Dragons at 4 p.m. Oh, big news going around, Roosters. Um, <laughs> Joey Manu goes to six. Luke Curie goes to seven. And Sammy Walker is dropped back to reserve grade. Thoughts on that to start off? Um, very surprised. <laughs> um, I didn't think he was... Your issue to be honest maybe there's something i'm missing um obviously you got a really handy backup um center in paul milgrovsky but um yeah i was just really surprised with that do you have any bit more info that i'm missing out on um, i knew I, I know a lot of the fans aren't happy with the halves combination it's not clicking all that sort of stuff but at the same time, like the yes, he, both the Butcher brothers are there and experienced and shouldn't like it should be sweet, but they haven't had their two starting second rowers either side of them. All like, well, Angus was there last year. Um, Sid Tilly Tupanua wasn't nearly most of the year, he did his ACL. They're both back this week, and then you go, you so this week, if Walker was in this week, they would have been had their strongest lineup of the year. 100%. And they go and fucking drop him. Like, like, I don't understand. Like, like, and like you just said, it wasn't his, yes, he was half back, but wouldn't you tweak that first? Maybe put Kiri back in half, let Walker play a bit more of the Rove, like Rove, because Manu's not going to come in and fucking, fucking have the structure and all that. Like, he's, he's more Rove than fucking Walker. So I, I don't understand it. Obviously, the talk is he needs, like uh, Robinson has said, he needs to go back and work on his craft. But I think, I think with you having your strongest team back in the in the lineup, surely you have Walker there. Give him a week or two with the strongest team to see how they go. They got a, a pretty good like opportunity to win this week. So if they lost with their starting lineup, then you'll be like, yeah, fuck, you need need to work on a bit, but. I honestly don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty confused with it too. Maybe it's just one of those ones where he's back in um, Kiri to get him around the park and Manu to do a roll and 
the fact that the dragons look a little light on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you'll. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I honestly, just don't know. You talking back into last year for and for Origin, like this year, and now he's getting dropped. And yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Hopefully, he can go back and. I I listened to a couple of interviews with the boys, and um, they they seem sweet, and he seems alright. He's just happy to go back and work on his craft and stuff. So he seems to have a good mindset around it. It's just yeah, a bit puzzling, I think. Um, but. Like we just touched on, Angus Crichton comes back into the side for his first game this year. Obviously, but battled with some um, mental health stuff and all that sort of stuff, but came back to reserve grade last week and played the full 80 and he's straight back into the starting lineup, which is good to see. Yeah. Um, the other big one is Satili Tupanua on the bench for Roosters. is um, a massive in as well. Obviously, Butch, Nat Butcher could pick up his suspension. But um, hard to see if Tupanua can go 80 next couple of weeks that Angus and him aren't back in the second row of spots, eh? Yeah. Yeah, look, I'd imagine that's how it's going to pan out. Um, providing they get through next few weeks unscathed. Um, and I dare say once they're back, you'd probably see Sam Walker back next week, yeah. if not the following. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just sort of to humble him a bit as well, but yeah, we'll see. See what happens. Um, the Knights, I think the only change is Jaden Sewer misses this week with uh, I think he got injured, didn't he? Or was it a suspension? Uh he's suspension. Suspension, all right. Um Ben Murdoch Masilo comes in to replace him. Um, how do you see this game going? Back to back losses for Roost. I think back to back losses for Dragons as well. Yeah, look, I couldn't see anything other than a Roosters win, to be honest, apart from some like Anzac Miracle. Well, the Dragons. Pretty good matches and sort of, you, even if Roosters are trot along pretty good, you come up against Dragons on Anzac Day, it's always a tough match, pretty close. Maybe near the end, break away a couple of tries, but yeah. Hopefully, Roosters can put it together. Otherwise, they'll be lucky to get the win with a desperate dragon side. But obviously, I'm going to go Roosters. Yeah. Uh, you on Roosters as well? Yeah. In the last match of the round on Anzac Day, 7 o'clock down in Melbourne, we got the Storm taking on the Warriors. Money, um, Cameron Munster moves back to six with Nick Meany coming back on to fullback after his concussion. And I think that's the only change. No, Tuma uh, Tunu Koma Pika picked up a did he only get suspended for one match or two matches? Uh I think he got he got two. Yeah, it was sort of didn't get picked up in the live, it was sort of I think they might have scored or scored, but got pulled back and he also got pulled back and late hit on DCE and got sin mint. But um, massive for Melbourne, even though that he's out, um, Nelson, myself, and so on, minor comes back in to start off the bench, uh, off in number eight. Um, still a bit light in the forwards off the bench. Not too happy with the bench at the moment, but it's going to be hard. Um, for the Warriors heading over to Melbourne on Anzac Day. Even though Warriors have been trotting along pretty well, um, Maria Nikora comes back into second row. Josh Curran pushes to the bench. What's your thoughts on this one? Um, <clears throat> I keep on looking past the Warriors, but I think I think they might be the real deal. Um, I reckon Storm in an all tight one here. Um, I think they can still sort of have a bit of an underbelly if they do get exposed, the Warriors. So I think if the Storm put on a Storm-like performance, they should be able to run away with this. Yeah, I think I think um, Warriors can probably definitely take it to them. Maybe, yeah, the first half. And then I think, like you just said, the Warriors might have a couple of been things creep into the game coming up against a... Before, uh, a Storm 
with the performance they showed last week, um, definitely would have got revved up in this week. So I'm going to go Storm in that one as well. You you tip Storm, did you adjust? Or... Yeah, yeah. I'm not overly confident, but I'm confident with a Storm. That makes any sense. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the podcast right there um hopefully all our tips get up and if you could like um subscribe and share with a friend we'd much really appreciate it and we'll be back next weekend thank you